everyone. Welcome to Buzzing About Romance. It is me, Becky, and with me today, as she declared earlier this week, my book bestie, Leah. That's right. I am your book bestie. <laughs> hey, Leah. Hi. Um, Whether you want it to be or not, I am your book bestie. You can be my book bestie. And <laughs> nobody like fought you on it. We're all like, yeah, you're my book bestie. Sure. Although you're supposed to be the voice of reason in my life, and... I am sometimes. You are, but we're going to talk real quick before we get into our interview and what our topic tonight today is, um, about where you did not use your voice of reason. Well, it got really excited. It's just so much fun, because our summer reading challenge got way out of hand with nine bingo cards, as you all probably know by now. Um... But yeah, Becky, I did not rein her back in. She's like, oh, let's do this. Okay, let's do this. Okay, I'm going to email authors. Okay, but look how good that turned out. That turned out so great. So um, you can sign up for the Buzzing About Romance Summer Reading Challenge all summer long. So if you don't have time to read in June, but you're like, look, I'm going to be reading it in July because I'm on vacation and I don't have to take the children 50 places, um, then enter in enter in July. We'll still have plenty of giveaways uh, coming up and you do not want to miss out on these prizes. Um, like Leah said, we have nine different bingo cards to choose from and we are giving away prizes every Monday until mm -hmm. September 1st. And then, then we were having the big grand prize, right? <laughs> which is pretty darn awesome as well. Yep, grand prize is a $100 Amazon gift card, or you can, um, we will send you a Kindle Paperwhite um, that is at a $100 value. So lots of potential for good stuff. So come play bingo with us. You can find details at buzzingaboutromance.com. Um, and you can find- Or you can email us if you have questions. Yeah, just email us. It's so funny. Like everybody is like, I need strategy to figure out my bingo cards and optimize my reads. I'm like, <clears> or if are. you need clarification if a book works for something, because we had questions of whether a bodyguard book would count as a security, or I think that was the question. Yes. Like, yes. And we will we will let you know whether we think it counts. And sometimes we'll just say yes anyway, because I mean, why not? We're just excited that you're reading. Um yes. people have found some new authors and have um, found some new tropes to like. So there mm -hmm. is good stuff. Um, you're welcome. You're welcome. That's Leah's answer these days. Um, <laughs> it is. So uh, on this episode of Buzzing About Romance, we are chatting with author Max Walker. I am super excited to chat with him. Yeah. He's adorable. Anyway. He is adorable. So we're going to that. Max Walker writes stories from the heart and for the heart. He's been writing ever since he could remember and is still blown away that readers all around the world are now reading his words. He's published over 15 novels and launched over four series, all of them featuring gay leads. Currently, Max lives in Atlanta, Georgia with his partner and their two fur babies, Minnie the Swamp Monster Cockapoo hybrid and Misu the Calico Kitty Queen. 
<laughs> Welcome to the podcast, Max. <laughs> Thanks for having me, you guys. That's My so dog fun. is in very much of the need of a haircut, so the bio's on point. Yeah. <laughs> she is a swamp yeah. monster right now. <laughs> I so this is totally off uh, topic, but today there was a TikTok. Um, I don't know if you watch Greg Isms. He's in New Orleans and he's hilarious. Mm -hmm. um, he was talking about swamp ass today. <laughs> <laughs> it was a good day for it it was a good day yeah. for it it was so <laughs> random funny and i was just like yeah That's... 70 degree you know like 90 <laughs> degrees and 70 percent humidity yes the struggle is real it is very <laughs> real um okay so let's get to know you a little bit um are you a reader of romance i am i love oh, i love a good romance i mean i grew up probably watching a lot of romance. I loved rom-coms, like that was my like jam. Um, I do have to admit, you, you guys are probably gonna take away my romance reader card right now because I'm going to admit that just cause like I write romance when I'm like deep in a book or even, even kind of like when I'm just starting, I tend to kind of read outside of romance um, just cause like one of my biggest fears is like subconsciously like writing a line that I'm like, oh my gosh, this, that, <laughs> this is from another book or something like that. Um, so I do tend to kind of like just diversify while I'm reading. So I do that. Um, but I do, I definitely do just, I dive in, I dive in and I, I love a good heart pull. We hear that from one, a lot of authors. We, yeah. We did an interview with Carla Sorensen recently and she does contemporary romance. So she mm -hmm. says she typically sticks to historicals when she's working mm -hmm. because then she's not feeling like she's overlapping stories that she's writing and reading at the same time. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And I just like to like, I definitely like to bring like different things to, to my work. So reading different things while I'm writing definitely incorporates that. Mm -hmm. So I think that that really like, that's just important to my storytelling. And it's not that I'm like, not, I don't like romance. Like I, I, I'm going to read it. It's just once I'm on that, like kind of in that mode, I'm just like in this, in my own book, mm -hmm. I'm just going to kind of ride this wave. Um, but right now I'm, I'm looking at my desk and I, I just got one last stop by Casey McQuinston that I'm like, so excited to dive into. Yes. I'm a huge, I mean, Jacqueline Osborne, Riley Hart, and Devin, he's taking a little break, but Devin McCormick writes great stuff and our walker yeah. i mean i can keep going on like annabelle yeah. michaels and yeah my just... girl child um is reading one last stop right now and i have to wait my turn for it <laughs> um <laughs> she i got a stack of books uh from out authors that i had and um she's been she's six she'll be 16 this month and she's been picking through them so she's um read Better Than People by Roan Parrish and Playing Palace was mm -hmm. really good by Paul Rednick. Um, she, she said she liked it better than Red, White, and Royal Blue. Okay. So she said it was better. And I was like, oh, oh okay, you're 16. <laughs> I don't know. Um, so she can't have your book yet, though. I told her it was too yeah, <laughs> sexy. No. I'm like, we'll leave that she's, off. <laughs> she's like, can I read this one? I was like, no, mm -hmm. put that down. <laughs> put that down i shouldn't have let her read roans either but that was a mistake it happened. <laughs> it happened i was reading jude Devereaux's at 14. so really oh I, so you really don't have any room to talk don't, yeah really i was don't. hunting on the internet at like freaking third, just like googling the, the like dirtiest stories yeah no, whatever yeah, we got it yep mm -hmm. uh, but i've heard great things about one last stop so 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, no one's excited. Well, and it probably helps too to read some suspense um, mm-hmm. and thrillers while you're writing too to help because a lot of what you write is romantic it, suspense. Right. Yeah. And I definitely like, I'll never forget, I, Bond Girl, like that was a huge book that I remember reading and it, while I was writing and I really kind of like just sucked that into, I, I believe it might've been the first hard, uh, the first Stonewall Investigations book that I was working on when I was reading it. Um, but yeah, things like that. Right now I'm reading The Other Black Girl by Zakia Harris and that's just like got me by the throat. And it's something completely out of the realm of romance, but I, I read it at night because I also like to keep um, my writing like nine to five kind of deal. So like I'll kind of wake up, get my coffee, sit down, write. And then once like five o'clock, unless it's on a deadline and then I'm kind of like, all right, let me work past five. But um, but when it's normal times, then I'll just do nine to five. And then after that, I'll do my like, you know, I'll watch stuff, I'll read stuff. And that's when I read the thrillers and the fantasy. I'm big on fantasy. I love fantasy. So I'll throw that in there. And I also try to incorporate that into my work. Like in um, Hummingbird, Hummingbird Heartbreak, there was a, a fortune teller who kind of had like a little bit of a mystical, real, magical realism type of thing going on. And that I kind of pulled in from my like fantasy readings and all that stuff. So I, I do kind of draw from, right. from lots of things. That's good that you're dedicated with the nine to five. I'm not so good with the nine to five. <laughs> Working from home and quarantine and all that, just I'm not good at a schedule. Ask Leah. I stay up till 4 a.m. reading. It's and not then I so call bad. her at 4 p.m. in the afternoon. Yeah, she calls me at 4.30 in the afternoon when I'm getting ready to like make my kids dinner because we have stuff that we have to do. And she's like, oh, I have all these things to talk to you about. I'm like, I, I can't do this. Like my day is done. <laughs> it, throws, it throws things off being a little night owl. But I mean, also like, you know, you got to do it. Well, and I have fault. teenagers. I have teenagers and we already homeschooled pre-pandemic. So oh. they, um, so. Kind of used to it. We don't really have, we're not great with time in this house. My husband, now that he leaves and goes to the office, it's better, but we're just, Mm -hmm. time is. It's hard. It's hard, especially because, yeah, once you have like free range, a lot of people think, oh, you know, once you're out of your nine to five, it's so much easier. Sometimes it's not. A lot of people can't manage time very well and it gets out of, you know, their hands. I had to learn that the hard way. Yeah. In the very beginning, it was very difficult for me, but, um, but I think also because I was writing while I had my nine to five, it kind of trained me a little bit to like keep that sure. same structure. Um, and then once my partner Armando got home, it's just like, all right, put the computer down, let's watch TV, let's cook and do all that good stuff. But even like during, like after I clock out or whatever, I'm still thinking about, you know, what I'm going to write the next day or what's coming up in the story later. So it's never like I'm totally off the clock or whatever. Totally but off. Yeah, (laughs) but I'm I'm not like, exactly. Yeah, but I'm not like locked down in front of a computer. So right. And that's smart. So why an author? What inspired you to become a writer and then to go into romance? That is going to be a two hour long podcast. Okay. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I just buckle up people. Yeah, right. (laughs) (laughs) I just since I was little, like, I mean, you hear the story a lot with authors, they write you know, when they first picked up a pen. And that it's genuinely true for me. Like I just loved writing. And then once we got the internet, because I am, you know, I wasn't born with the internet as a lot of people were nowadays. Um, <laughs> once we got the internet, it was just like game over. Like I found um, role-playing forums that I was like, just 
on there all day. Like there were um, like Harry Potter role playing for, and not like role playing, like, you know, the sexy kind, but like normal role playing. Like, <laughs> just like, <laughs> like play by post, like someone posted a story and then I'll like reply with my character and things like that. So it was very much kind of like improv writing a little bit because I never knew where the story was going. I was just going flow and I was just writing with these other people. So it was also very collaborative in that sense. And so in high school, that was like all I did besides like study. Um, and then once college came around, I wanted to, uh, well, I went to UF and I, the plan was I'm going to go to medical school and do all that good jazz or whatever. But I always also, besides um, writing, I always loved acting. And so I was like, all right, well, I'm going to take a year off, move to LA and see how, you know, things roll from there and, you know, we'll do whatever. Um, so I go to LA, my mom was not very happy about that, but uh, <laughs> it all worked out. Um, and so the first year comes by and it kind of like rolls on. I'm like, okay, you know, I'm doing my thing. I'm acting, I'm like working a day job and all this stuff. And I'm still writing, but I'm not like, I wasn't writing books or anything. I, for some reason it never clicked to me like, oh wait, I couldn't sit down and write an entire book. Cause up until that point, I was just writing, you know, pieces of stories with other people besides what I'm writing at school with, you know, all the papers and stuff. So it never like fully settled into me that I was like, oh, I could totally like be an author until um, I found Kindle Unlimited. And I saw people writing books and publishing them themselves. And I said, wait a second, <laughs> I want to be included in this. Like, <laughs> I want to do this. I've been writing my entire life. I really want to do this. And so when I first started, um it was like 2014 i think it was and i started off with short stories which was kind of similar to the you know role-playing stuff i was doing before with just the posts um and so it kind of felt like a little bit like home like i was like okay i really 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 love this and then i expanded that into full books and it just like took off and i've been the happiest that i've ever could be and awesome. i'm just yeah i just can't I can't imagine doing anything else. Like it would really, this is it. So That's when awesome. you're writing, are you a planner or are you a pantser? Ooh, um, I definitely started off as just pure pantser. Like I would not have anything past the first chapter ready when I sat down and just like wrote. And that that is kind of, again, with the role play, that's just like zero, zero idea of any structure, just going with the flow. Um, but I have adapted because obviously that it is a little harder just pantsing entire books, mm -hmm. especially when, you know, I'm putting out a book, you know, every three months ish or whatever, a three, two months. Um, so I've developed kind of like a hybrid method where I'll like, like in this, in my most, um, in the book about that's about to come out, love me again, I started on chapter two. So I, I didn't feel good writing chapter one. I didn't have it fully set in my head. So I just started on chapter two. I knew I knew where chapter one would be set, what the character would be doing and all that good stuff. But I just didn't put the words down on the paper. So I just jumped straight to chapter two. And then with that, I also knew where the next few scenes were going. So I write kind of like a roughish outline for chapters four, five, six, seven, eight, 
then I have that kind of right with that. And then if I get an idea, okay, well, chapter 14 ish, I feel like they're going to be here. I will literally write <laughs> chapter 14 ish. <laughs> it's about 50 50 <laughs> that I get it on the dot. Sometimes I'm like, oh, wow, this is really chapter 14. <laughs> I'm like, okay, this is great. Sometimes it's chapter 13, but um, it, it really helps. Like I'll, I'll have that set. So I'll know, okay, this is what's going to happen. And then there's a few gaps that I fill in as I go along, but I'm never stuck in one place for, for too long of a time, which I, I can't be like, I, yeah, with the pace that my books come out, it's, it's really important that I just keep the ball rolling and I just don't get stuck. And I think that's the best way for me to just keep going. Yeah. Yeah. A book every three months. That's like a fairly tight <laughs> timeline. Pretty intense schedule. Yeah. Some of the authors I work mm -hmm. for, gosh, I think they would like their brains would blow if I said to them, um, I need four books a year. They would die. They'd be like, what? I don't know how to do that. Um, yeah, I, I take a few after, after I press publish on one, I take like a good, like week and a half of just pure decompression. Like I'm just in a decompression tank. I'm not really, but I would, I should be for like a week yeah. and a half. Um, cause it is a lot, but like I said, like, I just, I grew up doing it on my like free time like I would be at school and like wanting to go home just to write so for me it's kind of like I, yeah I'm great with it there's you know there are so many authors we did an episode recently of authors that came out of fan fiction and there mm. are so many authors and um that came out that way and the Wattpad you know yeah um authors and it's funny to me because you hear stories of other people like they found romance because of fan fiction and I'm like oh weren't you reading it? Cause that's what your mom read. Cause that's how <laughs> I found it. So, but when you come from a situation like that, where you're writing to a community and for people and they're expecting the next thing, it's easy to kind of get on a little bit more mm -hmm. of a tighter, stricter timeline versus right. this is the way my whim is going to go. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You kind of learn like you can't wait for your, your muse. Like you have to force your muse to come and sit down with you at, the, at that point like yeah it's not skill. easy so <laughs> do you have a favorite trope to write or to read um let's see i love a good second chance second chance romance is literally uh one of my faves um one bed is always fun one yes. bed is really uh -huh. great <laughs> enemies great. to lovers yeah, one bad. Enemies to lovers, I love, but I cannot for the life of me write because I'm so like personally just like opposed to conflict. Like I can't like make my characters be enemies at first. I know it's just I need to get over it. I need to get over it, and I will one day. But for now, I haven't I haven't found that. It's but a I goal. do love reading it. Mm -hmm. It's a goal. <laughs> it's a goal. <laughs> I uh, enemies to lovers is hard for me to read just because I don't understand like the. I hate you. I hate you. I hate you. And then like 30 pages later, mm -hmm. we're in love. Right. No, you're not. Yeah. It, it takes finessing. Like you have to mm -hmm. be, able, yeah. the author has to be able to, you know, finesse it a little bit. Yeah. But one so bet we'll is see. good. I also like grumpy sunshine, which your first mm -hmm. book is kind of grumpy sunshine as I was. I love a grumpy sunshine. Uh, I was yes. Like, um, yes. So um, part of, and it's June and 
you know, everybody's doing Pride Month and all that kind of good fun stuff. Um, But it's been something we've talked about on the podcast since December is making room and space for everybody who writes in their own voice to have a place to talk about their stories and their career and who they are. Um, And so that's, Mm -hmm. you know, part of why we reached out to you, uh, you know. (laughs) As I stopped you and I was like, Max, hi, yeah. you don't know who we are, but could Stop. You come, thank you guys. can you come hang out with us? Um, yeah. Has it been difficult to find footing in the market for you? Being um, one no. that you're a man writing romance. Mm, yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that can be a little trickier. <laughs> um, thankfully, though, no, in, in um, gay romance, I haven't had trouble finding a footing thank thankfully i've i mean everyone has just been so supportive like the community in general is very supportive of the people that you can tell care and that want to tell good stories like i think that's like at the heart of it all like you just have to want to tell good stories yes there's a truth to you know people's having different perspectives in life and that perspective shining through books and you have to be a little bit extra sensitive if you have zero experience in that um, field and that comes with everything. Like I could be writing a book about, you know, geology and I mean, mm-hmm. I have zero idea about, you know, right. like I can't do that. Um, but thankfully I have not found any trouble. I mean, I remember like one of my closest friends, Riley, she, when I first started out, she was like, she messaged me and she's like, Hey, you know, I'm going to the Abbey, this club in LA, like, do you want to come and hang out and meet and stuff and we went out for dinner and like everything it was like great like I was like oh my gosh this is amazing and then I went to um the gay romance literature convention in 2017 in Denver and again like everyone was just like so welcoming and like open and I made so many close friends like author friends reader friends like everything I really put in yeah I've asked for anything else that's awesome. I love that. Hearing that is fantastic because, you know, you, first of all, you are a male walking into an industry that is very dominated by women. A lot of the readers are going to be women also. And so it can be um, difficult to figure out how to navigate that. And, um, mm-hmm. but I'm glad that it has been such a great experience for you because we often say everybody deserves their HEA. So, right. Um, we want everyone to have that opportunity for their voice yeah. to be heard. So I'm glad it's been good for you. Yes. Yeah. And think, I mean, I don't know how it is outside of the genre. Like I <laughs> obviously there's probably a lot more barriers I'm going to have to face eventually some somewhere along down the line, but thankfully for now, it's just been, I, everything's been great. Well, let's hope not. Let's hope it stays great. Um, yeah. So <laughs> first up, so the first book I read of yours was the Stonewall Investigation series, just the main one. I have not gotten to Miami yet because, dude, you got a backlist. Yeah. So, <laughs> it's, a, it's a book every three months. <laughs> it's a backlist. Um, right. Okay. So what was your inspiration? Because um, these are super sexy reads with the perfect balance of suspense. Um, and I am picky about my romantic suspense. Um, oh, ridiculously picky. And there is um. like a film noir feel to your romances. So I'm just really curious, like where the inspiration for these came out. Uh, I mean, yeah, you kind of like hit the nail on the head with that <laughs> one. Like I definitely try to go for that kind of film noir feel. Um, I just, I really want to like capture that, like these detectives in a building, maybe the like lights are flickering sometimes. 
And then at the end of the day, like, even though the mystery might be, you know, this big grand set piece, and I like to have like set pieces, like I, in one of my books, I had a boat chase, like I like to have that kind of like, I like to bring like action into it too. Um, but even beyond all of that, like you said, it is very sensual and sexy <laughs> and also very romantic. And no matter what, the guys are always going to end up together at the end. Um, but in terms of the mystery, though, I do, I think I take a lot from, like, I loved Criminal Minds, like, watching that mm -hmm. as a kid. Bones, I would love. Oh, I just started watch rewatching that. Oh, yes. I would see, I, that's probably going to go on my rewatch list now that, <laughs> now that you mentioned it. <laughs> like, things like that, like, where it has like the overarching arc, but the mm. stories are kind of contained, you know, per episode ish. I love that kind of structure. So that kind of really bleeds into my books. Um, but yeah, I, I definitely do try to capture that film noir, like just like that. Yeah. Maybe the detective with the, you know, hat. Fedora. A little bit on, yeah, fedora on his, <laughs> down his forehead, where feet on the well, desk. As I was like reading it's um, that first book, it was, I kept getting flashes of the new Perry Mason that came out last year on HBO. Did Have you seen that yet? No. <laughs> it, it is, I read an article about it yesterday. It's, it's, on my it's so good. Totally who worth the watch. Who is in this? Um, I can't think of who the actors are, but is it's like hot? Perry he Mason. Hot. He looks cute. He's super cute. <laughs> he and uh, the assistant, I can't think of, Stella. His assistant, Stella, in this... Um, this adaptation of it is based on the book, the Perry Mason mysteries that came out in the thirties. Um, and so she is a closeted lesbian in this books because, you know, in that time it wasn't, you know, accepted right. in the community and stuff. It's just really good, but it's totally filmed and written film noir. And so as I was like Ooh. watching or as I was reading and listening to the book, I'm like, Oh, this is like totally Perry Mason vibes here. <laughs> so, anyway, highly recommend it if you haven't watched that because it was it was very good. No, I'm um, definitely going to watch it. I'm in. <laughs> um, so you write strong men, powerful passion, intriguing storylines, but you also bring the steam. Um, so do you have any tricks that you do when you write this? The sex scenes we ask because I don't know if you know who author Katie Roberts is. She has Barbie dolls that she okay. puts because she writes a lot of menage stories. Um, mm. And she oh, puts yep. her Barbie dolls into position so that she can actively describe it where hands Smart. and legs would be. To make sure positioning you, is right. She needs the right positioning. And yes. if the Barbie dolls well, I, can't do it, then it's not uh -huh. natural. <laughs> and also you don't lose track of limbs that way. I feel right? like, like it's very true. That is smart. I that's smart. I haven't used that yet because <laughs> I don't have any Barbie. But um we need to send Max Barbies. <laughs> right. <laughs> or Ken's two Ken's. Ken's. <laughs> <laughs> it is pride month after all <laughs> it is pride month <laughs> right <laughs> i'm gonna start using ken dolls but i haven't i haven't used like any um any tricks i don't think i have any tricks i just kind of go with uh your imagination yeah yeah 
I think it's funny. It's something that we've asked randomly different authors because, I mean, your scenes are steamy. Like, they are very well done. (laughs) Because on this podcast, fade to black is a four-letter word. Um, Like, we're like, don't give us that. (laughs) <laughs> we, we do not like that at all nope not today not today not tomorrow <laughs> we do not have time for that um so i did read book one of the gold family mm-hmm. and that series has a lot of inclusion in it um you also do a little bit with mental illnesses in those books um mm-hmm. as well as share your faith in therapy And the power of normalizing therapy, that was something that I felt like really kind of screamed off the page, which I love. That was huge. And I really liked that. Um, What inspired that? Um, That. So before I mentioned how I went to L.A. or before I went to L.A., I was going to be a doctor. I went to U.F. And I wanted to uh, specialize in child psychiatry. So I shadowed a child psychiatrist. And literally, like, those four months that I spent with her were, like, were just life-changing. I saw firsthand the kind of, like, the magic that therapy and medication does to help, you know, not only kids, but adults. In this situation, it was children. And it's just, I mean, I was, like, especially with children, um, it's hard to see because you feel like their childhood is kind of being taken away from them when you know you're supposed to be having the most innocent time of your life and you're having mm-hmm. these kind of thoughts and stuff um and so i saw from you know visit to visit to visit these kids get their childhood back and i just that kind of never left me um so i want to always make sure that that comes off in everything i do i mean lately not lately but with the gold brothers i really like that was the plot of um of rex and benji's book because Benji was dealing with depression and dealing with anxiety. And so that was the main driving force of his discussions. Um, and I, I I really wanted to depict that because it is something that like, obviously hasn't been uh, very normalized, especially in romance, I don't think. Um, it really isn't. It, right, it kind of, and of course, like not everyone wants to have those kind of discussions in their romance books. It's, it's kind of a different world, but I do think once in a while, you kind of need to be thinking about you know, other things besides the HEA or the way to get to the HEA because but that is you have to be a way. proper mind to get to the HEA. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you can't love mm-hmm. yourself, how are you supposed to love somebody else? Real, girl. <laughs> I love that you're not shying away from it though, because like going to therapy, it still has that stigma against it for a lot of people. I'm a huge proponent. Like it is, it's, I went through therapy for a couple of years and it was amazing. And I yeah. like, I'm like everybody should go whether you think it or not like that like it would be good for you no matter whether you're you're good or you're not good like if you Mm -hmm. think you're good just go like talk some stuff out like you'll feel better like and I just I love that you don't shy away from that and it's like you talk about like the healthy like aspects of it and how it it doesn't make you better. It just makes you like, it doesn't fix you. It just makes you a better mm-hmm. person for it. It's, right. Yeah. Yeah. Cause there, there is a danger also in, in, you know, saying there's a cure-all for mm-hmm. depression or anxiety or any kind of thing yes. that anyone's going through. There is no cure-all, but these are definitely tools that people need to be aware of. And I'm, I'm glad that, that, yeah, I could hopefully bring that. And I, I feel like the, 
especially with um, Velvet Midnight, I'd never gotten emails like I did with that book. And I just felt like, like, wow, like, like, holy shit, like, this Mm -hmm. is, it was really really powerful. It was very powerful. And, um, you know, I have a 18 year old now almost, and he um, has PTSD and therapy has, was a huge part of his journey and his process. And Mm -hmm. um, I'm not shy to say that, you know, sometimes you have to take your vitamin Z to get through the moments and stuff like that. Right. And the fact that you put that in a story and you made it approachable and digestible without being like in your face. It was just, mm-hmm. and I don't want to say sweet cause that's not the right word, but it just was incredibly well done and, um, and touching. So thank Ooh. you for doing that. All right. Thank you. Thank you guys. <laughs> cause that's like, you know, it's just one of those things. It's not always something we get in romance, but I think that there's sometimes it's a piece that's needed. Mm-hmm. It is. Yeah, it is. So, um, okay. So we've started this new thing here on the podcast where we do our buzzing about romance conversation cards and I pulled tonight's question for you. Um, which is kind of tame for the night. It is kind of tame. We've had some wacky (laughs) ones like what is the weirdest thing you've ever heard a vagina called? That was one that we had a couple weeks ago. Um, (laughs) tonight's is tame. Did you purchase a book this week? Oh, that is tame. I want the vagina question. <laughs> no. Okay. What's the weirdest thing? <laughs> answer that one too. Well, what is the weirdest thing you've ever called a penis in a book? Because we don't really have a penis list, do we? Well, mm-hmm. just that you like to say it. I do. Mm. I am a fan of the word penis. Just, you know, I like penises. It does um, have a ring to it. it right? And I did go kind of on a moment where for a couple episodes in a row, row I didn't say the word penis. She was on a penis hiatus. I was on a penis hiatus. Um, not in my real we life. We can't have that. Just... We can't have that. <laughs> also, it has what? a ring to it. I'm thinking, like, cock ring. But that's another. Right? That's it's like, how okay. can you work anyway. this into a story? Right. So, we're going to read a story, like, in nine months from now. He's going to be like, it's good. the character's going to be like, I am on a penis hiatus right now. Yeah. <laughs> He's not, not dating. celibacy. Like he's not being celibate. He's on a penis uh-huh. hiatus. Just, just a hiatus. It's an eat, just pray, a- penis love. Type of right? Thing. Look, eat next title. Love. Right there. <laughs> what caused that conversation about penis was my son, we were listening to an episode of the podcast as I was driving him to the doctor because I was just wanted to listen to it and see how it sounded. And we get halfway there and he goes, mom, you say the word penis a lot. And I'm like... I do, but this is also the child. I'm gonna tell an embarrassing story. This is also the child that there were these like freeze-dried skinned body exhibit that went around to different museums. And it mm-hmm. was like you could see muscles and tendons and stuff. It was very cool. And I took my children to see it up at the science museum in Toledo. And my son were walking around and he'd point to things. He'd go, Mom, what's that? And I'd be like, It's the testicle and the penis. We'd go down to the next body to look at the next system. He'd be like, mom, what's that? I'd be like, testicle and penis. Get a little farther down. And he asks again. And I'm like, Christ almighty, Christopher, that is a testicle and penis. Like really loud. (laughs) There's like this older couple in the corner. like The bodies, all the bodies in the exhibit turn around. (laughs) Like what is wrong? Oh my God, I can picture you like freaking out on him like in the museum. (laughs) 
<laughs> I'm not one to shy away from words, but crike. Anyway, <clears throat> so did you buy a book this week? <laughs> I did. I bought um, I bought three. So I bought One Last Stop, The Other Black Girl, and then I bought, what was the third? Ace of Spades. Um, and yeah, that was it. That's all I bought. That's all you bought. That's yeah. <laughs> just that. Yeah. Um, so tell our listeners what's what's next for you. What's next? I have a book coming out soon called Love Me Again. I am so super duper excited for it. It's the return of Stonewall Investigations. Um, it's another spinoff. But this one is in a small town called Blue Creek um, in New Hampshire. Yes. I've never done a small town before, so I'm like... I'm so excited because I I've always like I'm a big city boy myself um so I never kind of like experienced the magic of small towns but now like writing a small town is just like okay I, I think I can move now I Are think there I can quirky characters in... uh-huh. There's a few quirky characters, a few quirky locations that I think are going to be interesting. Um, now, is this Blue Creek a real place, or did you make it up? All just pulled straight from my head. <laughs> I can't. I don't want to deal with any copyright or anything. Well, like that. <laughs> and have you? So it's in New Hampshire because your first, the Stonewall investigation is New York City, and then you mm-hmm. go to Miami. Miami, yeah, yeah. It's, and so this one, I guess we're kind of all staying on the East Coast. I did want. Okay to do an LA spinoff, but maybe that'll come further There's on. Time. Yeah. Um, so New Hampshire, <laughs> have you done the Northeast tour? Are you a Providence town summertime? I wish you're making oh. me so jealous right now. Seeing everyone like their P town pictures and stuff. Yes. No, I'm not. So I've had to do a lot of like Google street maps and stuff like that <laughs> to like get the vibe. But, uh, hopefully this, uh, Hopefully in the next few months, I'll take a trip over there and check it out. Wow. It really does seem scenic. Like, is it nice? Have mm-hmm. you guys been? I have um, never been. But... I have never been. One of my good friends from high school, he uh, goes to P-Town every summer. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I was actually stalking <laughs> his pictures today because uh, he's one of the head guys that's doing the Can't Stop Pride campaign with iHeartRadio. Wow. And so yeah. he was... Um, so he was sharing pictures from p-town today and i'm like first of all everybody dresses like sorority girls i couldn't go like <laughs> I don't really, my mom we, can do it. we can do it i'm going in my sparies and whatever gym shorts i got i don't have sparies, sparies i haven't worn those in a very long shorts. time but <laughs> that's a dad look like if yeah, ever there was a dad look that's it right there I mean, my husband sports the gym shorts and Crocs, so like he is the okay. ultimate dad look. Right That's there. evolution, yeah. <laughs> That's a Charizard level. <laughs> yeah. like, I love it. <laughs> I love that you're geeking out with like Charizard references. There. I love that. We're such a nerd family, so it's like okay, because you know, before you all signed on, I was playing my Pokemon Go with my husband. So. Yeah. Did you ever read? <laughs> Not to not not right now. No, it's dark. Oh. They don't have it at night. We wouldn't be on this podcast. If I was going to say they're on now. Well, she was late the one day because they were doing one. <laughs> we're super nerdy. Sorry. Anyway, when so, you got a raid, you got a raid. That's right. Sometimes you just got to go after it. You know. Mm-hmm. Um. So okay, new book at the end of June, and yes. then we can expect another book in three months. Yeah. So stay tuned. You know, Max just like um, 
puts them out. So you, if you guys, um, you can find Max's books as part of Kindle Unlimited. His audiobooks are part of Hoopla um, that you have out. So, um, and he has mm-hmm. a great TikTok uh, yes. channel. Follow him on TikTok for all sorts Max of- Max Walker writes. Yeah, Max Walker writes on Instagram, TikTok. TikTok. Yep. and we'll link stuff. in the show you notes you forgot what it was for a second there didn't you yeah. <laughs> wait a second <laughs> what do I do again <laughs> we'll link um, all of Max's social media um, in the show on the shelf show notes so Max thank you so much for giving us your time and chatting with us today we appreciate you so much thank you guys thank you. it's been so fun I haven't done one of these in like forever so thank you for breaking my cherry all over again you're welcome well, I'm glad we could be here for you anytime you want to come back Yes. Just, come, just send I'll us a message here. and we are happy to have you. So thank you so much. Okay, I adore him. He's like, delightful. Like he's he? so excited about like talking about like his books and just talking about like how he got to like write like his first book. Cause he honestly like it's funny he's talks about like how he's writing all these like stories but he never thinks to put them together and make a book out of it yeah yeah um and he's you know a little little bit nerdy and geeky and I kind of like that he talked about writing Harry Potter role-playing well he did like Um, did Harry Potter role-playing online like that's my kind of guy right there I think that is fantastic so um before we get into all of our normal wrap-up stuff I want to give a huge congrats shout out to founding Hive member Carrie. Carrie and her family are excited to be adding a new little person to their family in December. And so we are beyond excited Mm -hmm. for all of them. So happy for her. I am so excited for her and her rainbow baby. Yes. Carrie is a huge supporter of the podcast and has been with me from the beginning. Um, and so I'm excited uh, for her because this is something that they really, they really have struggled mm-hmm. with and wanted. So um, we're just a baby in the hive in December. Yay. I know. It's so uh, exciting. Okay, Leah, what are you reading this weekend? I am reading F-Bomb, which is Bare Bottom MC Book 9 um, by Lanny Lynn Vale. I have like six books that I should be reading right now for podcast stuff. But I was like, yeah, I'll do this one instead. That's, you know, hey, I did that last week. I totally went down that T.L. Swain, uh, T.L. Swan, Swan. Uh, rabbit, rabbit hole. hole. So fair. Yeah. Totally yeah. fair. Um, I what am, about you? What are you reading? I am finishing up The Invitation by uh, Vi Keeland. Um, and it's taking you forever. Sorry, I had to work. <laughs> like The one night you don't stay up until 4.30 to finish a book for me. I know. I promise. I promise by tomorrow I will have read it and have all the things to talk about. Okay. Um, as soon as I finish this, then I'm headed over to Spoil Alert by Olivia Dade. And those will both be upcoming Quick Shots of Romance episodes. Yes. So you can hear Becky and I talk about the invitation. Cause yes. And then Mindy I... and I are going to talk about we're adding a new person into the rotation of Quick Shots for summer. Um, mm-hmm. Author Mindy McKinley is going to join us for some Yay. quick shots of rumor. So I'm excited for a new, a new opinion, a new voice. Um, mm-hmm. And so, she and I are going to talk spoiler alert. That'll be fun. So upcoming releases. We have there a bunch. There are so many, but 
there are not there are twice as many the following week just so we're all aware are you serious yeah the end of the month twice <laughs> it's gonna as be many. a good month yeah bye-bye book budget good thing i have some carryover okay <laughs> so for vacation only by mila nix comes out june 11th something about you by jay nathan is june 13th baby maker it's a cocky hero club novel by ml broom on june 13th strict confidence which is book two of the rochester trilogy by sky warren and that comes out 6 15. the zone which is a hockey romance by colleen charles comes out june 15th very sincerely yours by carrie winfrey also comes out on June 15th. Yeah. And Carrie Winfrey is the one who wrote Waiting for Tom Hanks. Um, so this, um, it's, I think it's with Berkeley. It's a mass published, but I, I adore her books, even though they're mass published because they do tend to fade to black a little bit. Um, her books are very, very good. So this is one I highly I will recommend. have to check that one out. It'll probably be, you know, more than the $4.99. Wow. I can wait. Wait till it's in the the library. library. (laughs) Okay. And then we have Playing by His Rules, The Players Club Book 7 by Erica Wilde, also on June 15th. That's a busy day. Devil May Care by Amanda Wilde, June 15th. The Bully by Sophie Lark on June 16th. My Enemy Next Door, An Enemies to Lovers Romance by Nicole London and Whitney G on June 18th. Control Artist, which is Callahan Family Book 4 by Carrie Ahrens on June 18th. Ames, Eye Candy Inc. Second Generation Book 1 by Shaw Hart is June 18th. And if you need a novella for your bingo card, that one would count. Um, Betting Blind, Betting on Love, number one by Lauren. Lauren? Lauren? Lauren. It's Lauren Beeson. Beeson on June 18th and the broody billionaire, the West Lancaster collection, who is my favorite billionaire out of those ones by Max Monroe is June 19th. It's a lot. It's a lot. And I'm telling you the 23rd is a huge day and June 29th and the 30th are huge. So, and some of my favorite authors have books in those next two weeks. So. Well, I'm glad that I um, saved my book budget for it. (laughs) Um, okay. So next up, I'm super excited about this because I love them and chatting with them is always amazing. So we are going to be joined by author and podcast host, Roan Parrish. Mm -hmm. Um, she, uh, they live in Philadelphia where, uh, she gradually attempted to write love stories in every genre. I think she has too. Um, I don't know. Roan, we'll talk to her about it soon. Right. Roan is the author of multiple books and is one of the co-hosts of the Dear Romance Writers podcast. And yes. she's on that podcast with our favorites, Zio Axelrod and Avery Flynn. Mm-hmm. So, and also Roan's book, Better <laughs> Than People, a signed copy of that will be up for grabs for bingo here in the coming weeks. So, mm-hmm. These are the things, people, that you could be winning. Wine tumblers, engraved water tumblers, coffee mugs. Yes, because this is going to be on Sunday, and then Monday is Monday. Like Monday. Deltas, 
Delta's Delta, Delta James, James, the queen of swag has donated an amazing box of swag with a, like a nice, like insulated wine tumbler with the lid and everything. I lid and so- a straw. What oh, has a straw too? A I didn't know about the straw. Has a straw. Oh man, I'm so jealous. There are right? some amazing prizes. Like I'm so sad that I don't count. The other day I was sitting there and I was like, oh, this would count for this bingo card. And I started to make a bingo card and I'm like, I can't win. Why am I doing this? I know. That's the thing. Like I was so excited making all the bingo cards. I'm like, oh, this one would be really easy to like get a, like a full card. But my card doesn't count. Yeah, you can't win the stuff. I cannot win the stuff, but I can talk about the stuff and be excited for those who do win the stuff. Yes. We've already, when this episode drops, we'll have already awarded two different prizes. And then, like I said, June 14th, we have more amazing prizes up for grabs. So Mm -hmm. anyway, thank you for listening to Buzzing About Romance. We will see you next time. Happy reading, everybody. Happy reading. Find us on Instagram at Buzzing About Romance or on Twitter at Buzzing Romance. If you like the podcast, please leave a review. If you'd like to support us directly, join the Bookcase and Coffee Patreon and receive exclusive content only available to Patreon members. Check out bookcaseandcoffee.com for our on-the-shelf show notes.